Goes off, bro. Three, two, one. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes? Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes? Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Tenenbaum, Tenenbaum, Tenenbaum's bombing. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Eleven nominations, eleven wins. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, eleven nominations, eleven wins. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Woo! You should take a crap right before every show. That was <laughs> that was shit smooth, bro. Well, hello, this is Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm the guy that just listened to his brother crap. That's a big part of this show. Side note, you can turn on the fan for privacy. Yeah, I guess. Don't don't let me poop shame you right off the bat. It's natural. Depression covered it. Poop shame. It's a big part of depression. Oscar Olympics, what are those? What's Oscar Olympics? It's where we choose the best of uh, four years worth of Oscar winners and losers. We try and um, try and stay away from the losers. Well, we choose some of the losers. That well, didn't... What, what Oscar period are we going for this week? This is the 2004 Oscar Olympics, so 2001 through 2004. What was going on, dude? What was going on in that era? Well, um... What was going on in the world? What was, like, the post... Pre and post 9-11 world? Just a little pre. And... Angelina was... Jolie kissed her brother rather passionately at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. That was 03. Um... I remember that. Lord of the Rings was going on. I was really into it. New Zealand was into it. Dunkin' Donuts had a pastry handle donut that that you could hold it as you dipped it into your coffee. They discontinued it because it it had to be handcrafted. I mean, this is this is the era. These are these are these are the movies. Yeah, I mean, what else has been going on? Since then? Or just, you know, are we back to the present? Well, I mean, what were you doing in back then? You were in college? I was, I, was st- I was a creative writing major. SF State? Yeah, and then I transferred to UC Berkeley. Yeah. The Cal State to UC transfer, um, not, not recommended. Why not? Well, it's like, I don't know, it's like McDonald's and Burger King. They're like competing franchises so the transfer process is 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 no bueno literally it's like hey you want to transfer to a uc go to a community college you'll get top choice oh you want to come from another uc you get like "Mm, second choice oh you're from like an out-of-state school and you can pay out-of-state tuition oh you're actually you're high up on the list no sometimes um but like 
other in-state non-UC, it's like, get out of here. It's like the acceptance rate for those kind of transfers is like lower than freshmen. So how'd you get in? I got straight A's and was like amazing at college, dude. <laughs> it's not that hard to get straight A's as a creative writing major if you go to class, go to office hours at least once, and turn in your work on time. Because it's, it's, it's coddling. They don't want to be like, thank you for spending the time to write a short story it's a c they're like oh a minus and then you get like good discussion points and you have an a even if you're a b writer which you know unless they're a hard ass and you're 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 turning out crap it's a great way to raise those grades what'd you write about hmm i wrote a poem about the trans america pyramid and how if you look at it at night on your back downtown you know the trans america building it's like a weird shape but it like it's like a pyramid ish but it's like very tall but if you look on your back on the sidewalk used to do this with mark um rest in peace the goose um it looks like a like a billy jean lit sidewalk because of the lights in the office building and they have a vanishing point so i wrote a poem about that uh short stories probably wrote about like a dead dad in there yeah i wrote a parody musical because it was just a good way to fill up pages was to write lyric parody lyrics so i did play writing this is this is great content bro you're learning about you we're learning about you we're learning about my creative writing days do you ever think about being like do you write creatively now yes i'm a stand-up comedian oh yeah i remember i was at a party and someone was like oh barbara our friend who's a writer i'm like yeah i get that you know i write too and they just kind of laughed at me they're like your jokes that's not writing and i'm like uh this is my art it's my art it's like Stand up comedy is like creative writing combined with proofs, combined with philosophy and a magic trick. And the magic trick is laughter. Yeah. You've done it. You're a creative writer. You've wrote like screenplays in a comic book. Comic strips. In a book form. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And you've been to Comic Con. As a panelist, does that make you some somebody? Makes me a professional guy. Professional. Yeah. I lost my Comic-Con professional status because I'm not doing the comic anymore. I didn't have any other projects going on. Well, yeah, that's why you got to keep, keep multiple irons in the fire, you know? Yeah. I always let, uh, in my comedy uh, peak and... Definitely, I've peaked. Um, I think every comedian's peaked before the COVID, except for like three dudes that got really good at Zoom comedy. Um, but uh, I was like, you know what? I may be like top 50 local stand-up on a good day, but I'm also like a top 100 improviser, and uh, I'm writing for a local late-night talk show. So if you take all those skills, put them together, I'm like a top 40 talent yeah 
I mean, man. I, uh, I mean, I, they don't give they don't give these tattoos to anybody. <laughs> Your Portland famous tattoo. You have to pay for them. Yeah. You have to pay for them. That's cool. Yeah, how are you doing this week, bro? I know. It's been a good week. Uh, been watching a lot of basketball. Most March Madness of your life. Yeah, I've been watched, like, watched most of the games. I was in Vegas uh, and didn't have to pay for it because the Academy of Art was paying for it when I worked there during March Madness. And that was amazing. That sounds cool. Did you do like little side bets? Little bets? Beskies? Mm, I was too busy playing the mechanical ponies at the MGM Grand. Oh man, I miss those ponies. And drinking yards of booze and hanging out at the Sega Genesis arcade bar. There was a, like a, there was like a, it wasn't GameStop, but it was like, yeah, it was like this arcade. It was like designed for like an arcade, I guess, for like teenagers, <laughs> but it was like underground by off the strip and they had a bar and it was like no one was there and the bartenders were cool. So... Me and my one friend, we would just go there to, like, hang out. That became, like, our local hangout. Where was this? It was just this, like, Sega had this, like, bar that had, like, an arcade. I didn't play one video game. And it was just, like, underneath, like, the sidewalk leading into a bar, leading into a big casino. And it was, yeah. That's cool. I had a shirt from it, but it got, like, ripped to shreds. That made me sad. Yeah, I, uh... I got, I got a little into Dora. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I guess I was just bored. Yeah, you're like her drug dealer, and now it's like, oh yeah, you had a little, uh, you had a little gateway drug with a dinosaur train. I think you're ready for the real stuff. How about you mainline some Dora the Explorer? It's educational, but I've like now you now that I've watched enough Dora, like I know the formula. So it's like, all right, they're going to find this thing, and they're going on the... They use the map, and, and they then they sing about it, and it's great, and they're friends. Backpack, and... Uh, yeah, it's children's television. What do you expect? But it's... it's, it's That's been exciting, and... Uh, other than that, I mean, we've been going to the park. Played some basketball today. It's, I beat it's park you. park weather. Uh, yeah, you did. It was a game to three, so <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I knew you were in, uh, you know, needed a lift, so I let you beat me. Oh, well, thank you. I feel better. But in the moment, it felt good. I was trying to win, but I had Crocs on. I had Crocs on. It's hard. You can turn an ankle really easy if you play too hard in Crocs. You tell me this now. We were not playing hard. Plus, it was like the worst basketball court ever. It was like a it had a net, but it was like they make all of Portland. Once upon a time, uh, Nike spent a lot of money making some nice basketball hoops and paved courts and parks. And they must have run out of money when they got to this one at the old Overlook Park because it it's is only a half court. It's the key. No, it's less than a half court. It's, it's not the, a half court. It's the key. It's a free throw line, one hoop, and then you have like, you know, you know, like the distance between like the real three point line and the end line. It's just 
picture the the key where you line up to get a free throw rebound and then it's like you're out of bounds one step so like if you miss a shot and it bounces off the rim with any velocity it's going to land in grass yeah yeah not even dennis rodman could could keep balls in play on this court What else do we do? We watched WWE Fastlane. Life in the Fastlane. It's the Fastlane to WrestleMania. So we got WrestleMania coming up. Yeah, it's which always, means my birthday's coming up. It's always exciting. Your birthday, your one, your last year of your 30s. Oh, what should I do for my birthday? More importantly, Rebecca's 40th birthday. I think we should rent out a movie theater. Why? Well, that's like... We were we were we were all weeks away from being vaccinated, and then we went to a private movie theater, <laughs> and the server. You know what I mean? It's like that's like we're so close. We're so like the finish line is there, and it's like, uh, let me stop and uh, stick my dick in a fucking hazmat waste bin of disposable needles. I don't know if it's like doing that. Wait. You said we should go to... should rent out a movie theater. Oh, I thought you meant like a sex theater. No. Where you go and sex. Yeah, let's have an orgy for your birthday. <sighs> I just... That was grosser than the dump you took before the show, that thought. That's how sexy I'm feeling. But anyway... If you're in town a movie theater, something. what movie would you see? If I rented out a movie theater, I would do probably the Studio One because it's right up PAL, so it's easy to get to. And I think they have, like, new movies. What would you want to watch? Point Break. <laughs> the reboot. Ugh. Only because I'd be like, dog, this is great. And I'd invite, like, all these people. You got vaccinated. It's my birthday. We're going to watch a movie. And it's like, surprise, it's the Point Break reboot. Doug would be so pissed. He would, if it was, if it was a joke we played and it was on Rebecca's 40th birthday, just to play a joke, he would, he would get mad. Because like six years ago, we, no, maybe it was like three years ago, got Doug uh, the reboot on Point Break DVD. And I think he was so mad he didn't open. I was like, there was a gift card inside there. It's a joke. Um, but yeah, have you seen the reboot with Point Break? I watched. I tried to watch it. I turned it off. I mean, there's some cool stunts, like when they 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 like skydive into a hole. Yeah, but it just didn't have this. It was just. Like, I mean, I'm th- the opening of Winter Soldier, or no, um, and uh, the opening of Winter Soldier, and the Falcon, is in debt to Point Break reboot. Okay. Um. Plus, the Point Break reboot scene filled in some of the blanks that we really needed. Uh, do you remember when they explained the the origin of the of the name of the nickname Johnny Utah? No. So, the character playing Johnny Utah, who's not Keanu, and looks as Caucasian as uh, Thor, <laughs> looks very white. He's like. Call me Johnny Utah. And this was like the very sweet scene. Like, this is the scene where he opens up, you know, um, to the love interest, to Lori Petty. What's her name in the movie? I should know this. Um, but he's like, yeah. 
He's got real sad emo emo fuckboy vibes going on. He's like, used to make fun of me. They call me John Utah, and this isn't this is true. This is one hundred percent true. Someone was like in twenty twelve thirteen whenever it came out. This is what this movie needs. Johnny Utah explaining his name thusly. My mom. She's a Ute Indian. So they call me Johnny Utah. What? That's in. That's canon now. That is point break canon. So Johnny Utah, part Native American. Hmm. FBI Don't they call him Johnny Ute? Brendan. What are you just trying to invent new racial epithets on air? What's going on with you? You're gonna get us canceled. We had twenty downloads last week. No, we had seventy-five. I listened to the podcast seventy-four times last week. <laughs> One for each of my poops. But speaking of movies. We got to do the best original screenplay and best adapted screenplay. We'll start with the best adapted screenplay of Oscar Olympics. We're jumping right in the Schmoshker Schmorimpics. But do you want to talk about something else? Do you want to talk about the Snyder Cut? No, we'll save that. This is not a six-hour podcast. Did you see Leslie Jones' tweets about the Snyder Cut? They're really funny. We're doing adapted? Yeah. Okay, and the gold medal is Royal Tenenbaums. That's not adapted. And the gold medal is Ghost World. I mean, that's my... I mean, we're jumping to 2001, so how's this going to work? We're going to go year by year, yeah. kind of do Olympic trials. I call this the Olympic trial round, to see if the, if the actual winner made it through the Olympic trials and will be one of the finalists in the gold medal match. Yeah. There is no silver medal match. Whoever loses the gold medal match is the silver medalist. And what's nice is we have the bronze. If we need a shout-out, uh, we use the bronze, often to uh, correct the wrongs of, of Oscar So White's past. Um, so let's jump into the year 2001, a year where the victorious movie was... It was a beautiful mind written by Akiva Goldsman. I, I cannot. I, I hate Akiva Goldsman. Why? Because he writes garbage. What's, what's his other? What, 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 what other hate do you have for him? Uh. I mean, he he looks fine. Oh, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Lost in Space, I Robot. The Da Vinci Code. Still writing. Well, no, not since 26. Oh, he did the Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. That new when one. When I found out he was, well, he when I found out he was writing Dark Tower, I was like, it's over. It's over for that movie. Yeah, so I don't think a beautiful mind is gonna make it out of. Uh, and like, that was even one of those like, is it a lifetime achievement for any of those? No, crap. Um, then you have my pick, Ghost World. That's your pick? Yeah. A movie that the major plot point is like racist marketing art for fried chicken? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it it's a movie about 
with two two women protagonists, which is cool, right? Uh, they're nerdy, but it's written by like two fuck boys. The way they make those girls talk, like it's really like. Is there anything likable uh, about Enid? Like by the, by the last scene, you're like, do you want her to end up with this guy that she played a prank on and is guilty about? It's terrible. Yeah, I'm not. The Ghost World is not an improvement. I mean, give me give me the other give me give me the Dark Horse nominee from. Okay, then we have in the bedroom. Too sad. And we have Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. And then we have Shrek. I mean, I think they only made three Lord of the Rings. They made like five Shreks, so that must mean it's the best. I'm giving I giving two thousand one to Shrek. <laughs> Over Lord of the Rings. Yes, because I will argue if we jump ahead. Just give me, give me Shrek, baby. Give me a talking donkey. It was so good. Give me, give I me. I just watched All-Star. it. Lil wasn't into it, but I liked it. It's good. She's too young. It's it's, it's great for the adults. Because the next year, the pianist. We're not. We're not. That. That that's a Polanski. Fuck, get out of here. Okay, we got a, we got between. For me, it's between about a boy and adaptation. I was really surprised by about a boy. I didn't. I walked. I walked into that movie expecting nothing and i really liked it but adaptation is amazing but it's not a i mean it's it's an amazing script but it's it's is it a good adaptation of the, the hours is like one of the most oscar baity of bait bait movies since more chicago so and the hours i mean chicago's awesome as a movie it holds up but adaptation you know it it's What's what's the Will Ferrell one? What? The Stranger Will- Than Fiction? I mean, isn't that like the same movie? Not really. Is is Stranger Than Fiction a better take on on a weird meta narrator kind of thing? I like ad- adaptation a lot. It's got Nick Cage in it. It's got a great poster for the flower pot. <clears throat> I mean. You try adapting The Orchid Thief and tell mm-hmm. me it's not Oscar-worthy. I agree. Adaptation. We've got to overthink this shit sometimes. I'm sorry, musicals. But my my thing about 2002 was, and maybe it maybe did um, <clears throat> The Two Towers come out in 02? Yeah. It's the only one to not get nominated from the screenplay, but it's my favorite one. Return of the King, which won in 03, it's not getting my vote. Because it's the. You can't win an award for writing if you can't fin- if you have his dumbass ending. What's wrong with the ending? It's a joke. It's still a punchline. The, what is the Lord of the Rings ending to you? It, it's actually a Return of the King ending where it's over and over and over. And it's just like. I would rather watch the Snyder cut three times than watch Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. In 03, my vote goes for City of God. Because I think, when I started watching The Wire, I was like, oh, I like The Wire. It reminds me a lot of City of God, especially season three and four with the with the little ones. That's so City of God. You tell me it's not. It's really sad. You tell me it's not. People were all shocked when, uh, when Omar got popped. 
um, got got murdered by a, by like a young, like middle school aged uh, boy, and I was like, yeah, I saw the same shit in City of God. Shoot a deus. We also have American Splendor. That's good. And Mystic River, which is really good. Mystic Rivers. Got my daughter in there. No. And then Sea Biscuit. That's like every year. There's a movie. There's like a movie like I've, The Blind Side. I tried to watch that movie again, and I was kind of like, Bleh. "It's dumb, dude." Come on. I didn't really want to watch City of God again in my rewatching because it was like too sad. It's beautiful. Beautiful movie. It's beautifully filmed. I gotta give it to it because okay. you know otherwise. It's just like all white people were nominating. But The Lord of the Rings, one of those movies deserves a screenplay nomination. Does it? I mean, some will say the cartoon's a better adaptation. Nah, I disagree. It's the screenplay? The screenplay, is that what people remember about those movies? They're really well, they're, it's a well-written movie. If it's so well-written, why, why are there four-hour versions of the movie? Because there's too much. It's this disqualified because it's too much screenplay. Well, the book is huge. Mm-hmm. It's epic. So why they make three movies, they should have made six. They're dumb. They could have made way more money. So it's dumb. It's a dumb screenplay. And also, I mean, where are the white people? Where are the non-white people in that in that screenplay? It's just a word of fantasy. You can't imagine someone, a hero that's not white. I'm sorry. You're canceled, Lord of the Rings. Get out of here. Go hang out with your Christian C.S. Lewis friends, the other bookworms. Not on this podcast. Not tonight. No. I mean, we always, you know... You can bring whoever you want to the gold medal match. It's always a rule. All right, 2004, we have Sideways winning. Before Sunset, Finding Neverland, Million Dollar Baby, and The Motorcycle Diaries. Mm. I think Sideways. Yeah. Funny. Before Sunset's really good. Have you seen those movies? <sighs> to me, it's just it's it's like it's more like you're watching an acting. It's like watching an acting workshop and a writer's workshop at the same time. Well, I mean, considering the screenplay was written by Julie Delpy, Ethan Hawke, and Richard Linklater. It's like the idea of it. It's like ah, oh, it's, like, it's a concept. The concept is Oscar worthy. Is the screenplay itself? Uh, Alexander Payne is pretty great. He's awesome. We've talked about him before on this podcast, I believe. Yeah, because we talked about election. And left behind, leftovers. Leftovers. But yeah, Sideways, I mean, was such a good screenplay that, like, winemakers... Specifically, Pinot Noir winemakers made millions from this movie. And Cabaret makers... Cabernet. Cabernet. 
the girls are beautiful. Cabernet Sauvignon. Merlots were the ones. Oh, Merlot. Oh, yeah. Merlot! Merlot! Like if I... I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. If I, yeah. If, uh, you know, the Rosetta Stone for my Paul Giamatti, for my pig vomit, for all the Howard Stern fans, Private Parts, shout out, is a... Merlot! I'm not doing anything! I love it. All right. So that brings us to the gold medal match for Adapted. It's going to be tough for you, not for me, because I don't know who I'm bringing to it. I don't know who I'm bringing to it. I don't know who I'm bringing to the gold medal match. I know I know gold medal match. I guess I'm bringing Adaptation. You're bringing, I'm bringing City of God. Make your case in three metaphors. Metaphors? Yeah, give me three metaphors no. to make your case. And Charlie Kaufman's really good. That's not a metaphor. I know. I don't have any. Dude, so you lose. Because City of God is a city of a movie. It has life. It starts out with an amazing sequence of the chicken getting its head cut off. And, like, it spans generations by the end of it. It's like, it, it, it spans language. It's, it's one of the, you know, it's got beautiful teenagers on beaches one minute teenagers killing each other for for drugs just trying to make a hustle for the next i love it i love it it's my favorite screenplay adapted from this time but if you want to give it to adaptation because it's stunningly original because it's a funhouse mirror prism because it's Nick Cage at his cagiest playing multiple roles. Um, I tried to give it... That's why I tried to give Cage acting and you said no. The... He was so cheesy. Oh, look, this one's a little fatter and sadder. Um, it's got one of my favorite character actors who's been around too. Is that, that tall, lanky, redhead actor that's like been around for like 30 years. She was in Jawbreaker. She was in Adaptation. She's in Good Girls. You you have no idea. Think redhead, buggy eyes. You ever saw Jawbreaker? I can't remember it. <sighs> I remember Marilyn Manson was in it. That's right. With, with Rose McGowan. You lack of the adaptation, huh? Yeah. Well, fine. I guess that's the gold medal winner. And City of God is the bronze. City of God's the silver. Silver. What's the bronze? Sideways? Mm, you're, not giving Shrek. Any, you're not getting any Lord of the Rings love? Judy Greer. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, I know who Judy Greer is. She's in everything. Yeah, that's what I just said, bro. Uh, that was an adaptation. 
Yeah, so gold adaptation, mm-hmm. silver, Ciudad de Dios from Brazil, and the bronzy bronze bronze given to the two towers because it's better than the first and the third. Okay. Yeah, on the rewatch, I didn't give him a nod, but I would give a nod to... Because we rewatched all three. And I would give the nod to Andy Serkis in Two Towers. He's really good. Yeah? Yeah, he's uh, definitely a standout. What about Brad Dreyf as Wormtongue? Brad Dreyf's really good, too. But Andy Serkis is just like next level performance because it's like a physical performance. People and, are uh, giving him way too much credit for strapping ping pong balls on himself and acting. Have you seen like all the behind the scenes of him? Like he was doing all the shit, and then like his that scene where he's like acting with himself, like the scene with himself is really. That's Isn't great. Andy Serkis in Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah, he get all buff. He got all buff for Black Panther. I give him a Academy Award for that over putting on ping pong balls and being like I can do this funny boy and and look it's my face they're using my fucked up weird face to animate it and I'm a creeper look at I can bend myself all creepy and people are like oh my god let me give you a fake Oscar for it it's the best no get out of here Uh, why don't they just put like makeup on Eddie Redmayne he could have been Gollum like it's so weird looking I need to take him down a peg because he took that Oscar. We're going to fix that. Anyway, good to have ourselves. 2001 Best Original Originalmente Screenplay. The winner, someone who is familiar to fans of Downton Abbey, a fellow named Julian Fellows for Gosford Park. I haven't seen this movie. I tried to watch this movie. It's not on streaming I loved it. It was great. It's perfect upstairs, downstairs, murder mystery. Big payoff at the end. Um, Amelie's there. Everyone loves Amelie. Inspired those great Travelocity, Travel Gnome commercials. Memento. You know, Christopher Nolan, but it's like, yeah, I get it. It's weird. Oh, oh my goodness. Guy he wrote Peter. it with his bro. Good. Good for him. Monster's Ball. And then, I mean, like, if we're really going to be honest here, this is my gold medal pick. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you were, I mean, spoiler alert, you were singing about it. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums bombing away. Yeah. Now, you've watched Gosford Park. You will still feel good about that pick. Okay, next, talk to her. I really like talk to her. It's okay. funny. It's moving. Yeah, but you it's one of your favorite movies. What? Gangs of New York. Yeah, but that's really good. We also have um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which is entertaining. I think it's underrated, but it's like, is it the best picture Oscar? You also have in Quaron, um, Two Bros, the Quaron Bros, E2 Mama. That's my Can pick. Road trip movie. Yeah. It's also got sand. Um, am I wanting to give this because of my love for the f- third Harry Potter film? That was a Quaron, right? Yeah. 
So I'm torn. I mean, I don't think it has a chance in the gold medal rounds. Give it to talk to her. Good job, Pedro. Uh, I mean, his muse at the time, Penelope Cruz, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. I'm okay with that. All right, 2003, we have winning Sophie Coppola lost in translation. We watched that. How does it hold up? I think it holds up just fine. I mean, really, it really comes alive with um, who, who's the one playing the Carmen Diaz proxy? Oh, that is uh, that's uh, what's her face? Uh, Anna Faris. Uh, she's great. The Barbarian Invasions. Didn't see it. I'm honest. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't seen the Barbarian Invasions. Sorry, Dirty. Dennis. Dirty Pretty Things. I saw this in New York City when I was taking acting classes. That's the one with Audrey Tattoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was good. It's like, it was one of the first, it takes a look at the, you know, the way um, immigrants are treated in, in England, which is, mm-hmm. you know, ahead of its time. And then you have Finding Nemo, which we watched. I watched um, Lil like this. She liked it. She wasn't like, she wasn't as enthralled with it as she was like Coco. Mm. But she liked it. But um, 2003. And we have In America. Isn't there, isn't there a movie missing from 2003? What? Isn't that when a little a little film with a little Beatrix kiddo? Kill Bill Volume 2? Which one came out in 2003? I think Volume 1 came out in 2003. Yeah. I mean, I'll put that. Above Lost in Translation. <clears throat> hmm. But I mean, to me, Lost in Translation is like, it's a meditative movie about pr- privileged people. Like, what, what, what's the conflict? What's the conflict? Well, I think it's like a person that's at like their mid-20s. If it, midlife crisis and someone's at their real midlife crisis. If it crisis, wasn't then... set in Japan, it would be one of the boringest movies I've ever seen three times. But it's set in Japan. I mean, that's the whole point. I'm not giving you an Academy Award because you set a boring movie about someone who's lonely in a hotel room meeting a, a lonely dude who's bad to his wife in a hotel room. No. So you can you can have a lot of things... But you're not getting lost in translation. I'll give you Kill Bill. Thank you. It shouldn't have been that hard. I really like Lost in Translation. I was at a... Because I was like when I was going to China. It's not the same. You're just as bad as all the people doing hate crimes if you're lumping them all together. Well, I mean, like, I was... I'm not saying Japan and China are the same thing. But I, like, go into a foreign country and... We get it. You have a fetish for Asian things. No. No, that's not what we're saying. We should move on to 2004 before I make it weirder. All right. Um, winning, we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Another Charlie Kaufman special. Uh, then we have The Aviator. Hotel Rwanda. The Incredibles. And Vera Drake.
Is Charlie Kaufman gonna sweep? I love Eternal Sunshine. Um, I mean, to me, it's um, Kate Winslet and the screenplay are what uh, that movie is everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bro. But The Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie. Third act gets kind of slow. Well, with Jason with the, the with the syndrome and the island is a little too bonzy. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it then. We're done. Who do you pick for your gold medal? Uh, who do I pick for the gold medal match? I'm bringing in Tenenbaums. So I feel like I get to pick silver medal twice. Mm, 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 mm. Tenenbaums. I like Kill Bill. Okay, so it's Tenenbaums. We're going with the best Halloween. We are, we are awarding gold and silver to the best Halloween costume producing movies of that era. <laughs> I just think Royal Tenenbaums is a perfect movie. I've watched it. At least 20 times. I bought the DVD the day it came out of Tower Records. Full price. Criterion, so that was not cheap. The uh, movie brought myself and millions of others, uh, exposed us to Nico. Nico, it brought Elliot Smith back. <laughs> but he still killed himself. It's really sad. He was alive when that movie came out? Yeah. Sad. I saw him like a, like a year before. Because I saw him in like 2000. And he was strung out. Was he Bright Eyes yet? That's not him. Oh, I thought they were the same guy. <laughs> but it was still like one of the best concerts I've ever been to. For the record, Connor Oberst, he's a... He's he's not perfect. No one is. I saw Connor Oberst open for Brian Wilson. He grabbed the ass of a petty crab diver, I know. Oh, that's not good. No. She kicked him out of her, her cab. It's great. You can I, mean, I think he was on like the waterfront, so it's kinda of like a no nowheresville. <laughs> he he's okay. He's doing just fine. So, Tenenbaums, kill Bill. What's, I mean, shouldn't um. I mean, should we recognize that like, Kill Bill? I'm just trying to think. It's a good screenplay. It's got, you know, empowered protagonist. It's got a lot of feet. I don't think there's is there a, a high use of the N word in that one? There's. I don't think no. So, I mean, that makes me feel better about it. This was when a Quentin Tarantino movies were events. They still are, which is kind of cool. Um, but I, I saw Tenenbaums. Give Tenenbaums the gold. You're talking to a guy who went as Eli Cash to Halloween. <laughs> that's great. I love, that's a great costume. Heck Yeah. There were a lot of Richie Amargos, so I got I got to photobomb a lot of pictures or invited to photobomb people like, hey, we need an Eli. Didn't you do Chaz also? Tracksuit? No. no. 
I just wore track suits. Oh, you did. Fun. You had a, and then you had a. Your other thing was you had a Zisu hat. Mm-hmm. So bummed I lost that hat. My friend replaced it too. Lost that one. But yeah, I I've seen Kill Bill. I mean, I saw Sorry, Robert. I saw Whole Bloody Affair at New Beverly twice, and that was an achievement to even get tickets. Nobody knows what that is. Whole Bloody Affair was it was all cut together in one movie with an intermission in the middle. It Whoa. was fucking awesome. And the House of Blue Leaves scene, the big fight, wasn't in black and white. It was in color. It's, it's like a couple other things that were cut. And there was, and then there's like an extended, the anime scene is extended. There's so a couple. Take that, Zack Snyder. People are like, did you hear the Russo brothers are going to do a six hour endgame? I was like, let them. This is still quarantined. There's no such thing as too long a movie anymore. <laughs> I mean, WandaVision was an eight hour movie. Yeah. And I wish Winter Soldier was a 90 minute movie. Not, I'm not super impressed so far. I thought it was awesome. Uh, you are simple-minded. And so who are we giving the bronze to? Uh, Finding Nemo. No, Eternal Sunshine. Okay. We got, I mean... Sorry, Pedro. Charlie Kaufman, you know, he's just like... He's like the Mark Spitz of the Oscar screenplay Olympics. That's true. And QT. This is the third medal we've given to QT. Um, uh, we? Yeah. We? we I guess I was responsible for tonight. Hey, you put on Jackie Brown the other day. Yeah, because I was like, is it as good as Brendan? It's fucking great. I watched the whole thing. I do love that um, opening sequence where she's on the moving walkway in the airport. Derek took me to that mall. The mall's in Long Beach. I've been to the Jackie Brown Mall. It's an airport. But the mall. Airport. I've been to the airport, too. There you go. Is it the Long Beach one? No, I think they filmed that. At, I don't know where they filmed that. Remember how beautiful the, the Jet Blue Long Beach Airport was? That airport's great. It is like something out of a movie. It's like old school. Every time I'm at the airport, I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. But well, we did it, bro. We, we got it. two gold medals out. Now all we got left is best picture. And best fart. <laughs> well, I got a rad dad. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> like... 8 p.m. last night we went to Fred Meyer to get a to buy a Jurassic Park Power Wheel Jeep. You're giving your daughter the toy that we couldn't have that we always wanted. Not a great way to parent. But as a, as a famous Gallagher bit uh, reminds me it was on sale. It was. It was 40% off. And I have the receipt which is great. I mean I don't know. I don't want to know but Let's just say I was really amused by like how much my Fred Meyer's clothes saved me on one item. <laughs> now the big question is... I was like, but think about it, dude. We spent on that big wheel 
about as much as we spend on three weeks of weed. Yeah. So it's not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just, I just, I'm just so excited because as a kid, I always, I was, we had a, you know, the power wheel is the this one. This is also that, what makes me a bad dad. It's the it's battery like, powered. It's a battery powered Jurassic Park Jeep, and we're gonna do a Jurassic Park Easter egg hunt. You got dinosaur Easter eggs, mm-hmm. and you got the Jurassic Park Jeep, and she's gonna be driving around that thing. It's gonna be awesome. I think I am a rad dad. The question is, can Rebecca put it together? Yes. Well, we watched a kid put it together on a video, so I'm sure she'll be fine. I think my electrical engineer. I don't know. Project manager. hard plastic toys can be kind of difficult, as we found with that shopping cart. Rebecca fixed that. Yeah. Took out her drill. Took out those those ties that they used to storm the Capitol. <laughs> Zip ties? Can we can we rename zip ties? Capital storming ties? The ones that they had at the Capitol were the handcuff ones. Even kinkier, I like it. But I don't know. I'm just I just think it's cool that she's gonna have that and she's gonna love it. And hopefully she's not scared of it because we got Audrey a power wheel and she was scared of it, but she was younger. But she eventually warmed up to it. Yeah, eventually. Like a year later. Yeah. That's yeah. You gotta be prepared for that. You know, I mean, she didn't like slides at first. She's still a little skittish on slides. And then she loves she rode. She went on the big slide today. Well, she climbed up it and then climbed back down it. Oh yeah, and she scared. Got scared the first time. I don't know what happened the first time. I think she hurt herself or something. I think she saw what happened in that ball. We rolled a basketball down the slide. And I didn't catch it. So she cried. Also, she didn't really go down the slide on her terms. It was like, she started crying. I was like, I'm not going to walk back down these steps with a crying baby. So you're going in my lap and we're sliding down. (laughs) So bad dad, bad dad. Yeah, yeah. Talked about the J League. Talked about the Schneider cut. Any last words on the Schneider? I mean, what the fuck? Why is it? Who, I don't even who, remember watching the original Martian Manhunter. Anyway, he's a member of the Justice League. Where did he come from? He's a Martian. How long? Has he been a member of the Justice League? For a long time. He's in the comics. But he, he probably was like... Venturing out on a limb here. He's either part of like the animated Justice League. He's a popular character, I take it. I don't know. But it's like... I'm like, you know me. I'm a comic book guy. Of sorts. Why do I... Why have I never heard of Martian Manhunt? Because you probably have never read a DC Justice League book. I've read DC. I've read... I've read Batman versus Predator. He's in the Justice League. I don't know what to Batman tell you. Batman versus Grendel. It's a dark horse crossover. Yeah, but he's in the Justice League. And I don't remember you reading Justice League. Who, who, who read Justice League? Lots of people. No, nobody did. They're making comic book. You who bought, you who bought, you who read Justice League. People whose parents 
wouldn't let them buy Marvel or Image Comics or Dark Horse or Vertigo. You weren't reading Vertigo comics. I don't remember who was on Vertigo. Vertigo was like Watchmen and shit. Yeah. I watched the Watchmen. Okay? I'm all about big blue dongs. You did have that Batman Grendel, which I thought was pretty badass. And other, you had the other Grendel, you had some other Grendel comic books. It was cool. Then, years later, uh, I was taking a freshman level English course when I was a fifth year senior, just because I had to. I was like, oh crap, got a paper due tomorrow. Uh, Beowulf, the Middle English, Old English famous tale is a lot like the comic book, Grendel. It was such a bad paper that the graduate student assistant accused me of plagiarism. (laughs) I was like, it's a bad paper. Not proud of it, but I didn't fucking lift it from the internet. As we all know, being accused of something or even being weirdly associated with something and you're like you don't you know it's hard to recover from that it sucks yeah but you know whatever you can't plagiarize now where they have teachers have those search engine things well they're not perfect because if you write a hack paper you might get caught for being stupid (laughs) count us off bro what? We're done. Sing out. Sing out. Make up a song. It's a new sea shanty. About the Snyder Cut. Batman, 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 Batman. He's a movie. Batman, Batman. Joker, Joker, Joker. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right, Brandon. Obviously, repeating one word over and over again is your trick to the sea shanties. We'll work on it for next week. Super cut, four hours too long. Super Snyder, here's a flare. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, love you, love you, love you. I love my Brendo, bro. He's got a mullet fro. I love my Brendo, bro. Fuzzy beard with homeless juice. <laughs> Thanks. Um, pot calling the kettle. Love you. Love you, bro. Love you, bro.